We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into episode 95 of McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCready. That is Tyler Siski. This show also presented by Twisted Tea. We'll tell you about that uh, here in a little bit. Got a lot to uh, get to today. You may have seen, may, may, most of you, many of you may have not have seen. If you're not like all over social media, you might not have seen it. If you were, you, you're aware that we have some news on our uh, our show that we'll talk about here in, in just a few minutes. Um, yeah. You want to start it off? Or you, we gonna, we're well, going to it for a minute. I, I want to start with this because I guess it was a couple of years ago when you launched uh, your show as part of Quick You, the, the guys at Rain, I mean, you had a lot of experience doing a lot of things. Podcasting <laughs> and broadcasting were not two of those no, things. it wasn't in the old coach's manual. And so they uh, they took a little leap of faith on you. And, um, and then when I had the idea... I had a show. <laughs> I'm going to do this without ripping people. <laughs> I always thought, you know, I could do a show with anyone. Because when I was in WNSP at Mobile, I did I worked with Taylor Zarzer. I worked, Good dude. I worked with Don. I coached his brother, by the way. Yeah. Grant? Uh, Gaines. Gaines. Um, so I worked with Taylor. And then I worked with uh, Mark, Mark Heim. Yep. I worked with uh, Don Hawes. And I worked with uh, Chris Stewart for a little while, a couple of times. Uh, I worked with a bunch of people. There were a couple of people that I was forced to work with. And I was like, hey, man, this is hard. It's harder now. Like, chemistry matters. Um, but pretty much thought, you know, I can do whatever. And then had a show on this MPW Digital Network that didn't go so well. And when it finally just, I, I finally reached my breaking point on it. Um I called you and I said, hey, you know, you ought to move your show over to MPW. And we did. And then after a minute, I was like, you know, we ought to just do a show. And so we did it. And the people at Rain just rolled right along. Didn't ask any questions. They were like, yeah, sure. And so uh, 
Brought to you and will still be brought to you. When we move, we'll talk about that in a minute, but we'll still be brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel. 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. So check them out on uh, Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. I want to say something before we get going on that. Um, I want to give a very personal thanks um, because a lot of people have no idea. I get asked a lot, hey, how did Monster get involved? How did Rain get involved? All that. Um, I have a uh, very special personal thanks uh, to Bob Ricardo. He's the one that made all this happen for Monster. Uh, Monster owns Rain. Um, Bob has, it was just literally a dumb chance of luck that we met. Um, and we met talking about something had nothing to do with podcasting. Everything was more football stuff related, uh, questions and talking about recruiting and things like that. And then, uh, for them to take a chance and Bob in particular, cause he's the one that has to get the go ahead, uh, to take a chance on us when we, I mean, we had no, re- had no reason to, you know what I mean? And took a chance on us. He's the one that made all this happen. You know what I mean? Cause without that, we'd be sitting here looking at each other, uh, playing tiddlywinks. So, uh, he made all this happen. Um, so it's a personal, uh, thanks. And, and there's just not as many good people like that. I mean, he's good people, you know what I mean? And, yes. and I mean, he's been on the show. Well, he came and, and hung out with us in Boise. Yeah. So he's been in Boise, came here in studio last year during the, during the, or we were downstairs, but, uh, in that studio, but just a, Unbelievable human being, um, and I'm so happy moving forward with those guys um, and look forward to the relationship that we will continue in the future. So we are uh, moving effective Monday. I guess a couple, a number of things to talk about. So yeah. uh, we won't make this whole show about us, but ha! I mean, <laughs> you can do that when it's called McCready and Siski. You though. can. It is. Well, we won't do that. We're getting to football. Just we'll now. get to some football stuff in a minute. Um, we'll be moving to uh, Disrupt Media. We're going to put the link in here in just a minute so you guys can uh, reserve. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, bookmark that. And uh, we'll be Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. And you an extra day, Neil. And a day. It's what I needed on my menu of things in the fall. I said, you know what I need is another podcast, and let's do it. And so I said, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, we'll go from 2 until at least 3. Sometimes we'll go until 3.30. We will not go past 3.30. Not one second. Not one second past 3.30. That's been, uh, that's been determined, at least for now. Who knows what, <laughs> oh, who knows, who knows what might happen. But for now, 2 to 3 or 3.30, somewhere in that range. And, um, yeah, we'll talk lots of football. We've got some guests lined up. We've already worked on some things. Um, I've had some people ask me why. Which is a fair question. Why would you take a why, sh- Neil? Why would you take a show that that has your name on it that you believe in off of your network that you helped along with other people build from scratch? It's a fair question. It's one that I thought about a little bit, and the answer is because we get an opportunity. Sometimes you just have an opportunity that you can't turn down, and this is an opportunity to go be a part of something that I've watched since its origin, the next round, those guys, Ryan Brown's great friend of mine, as you know, Jim Dunaway's a very good friend of mine. I don't really know Lance uh, as well, but I've always been a big admirer of Lance's creativity. Even when they were back with jocks, yep. uh, you know, both of us have a lot of Alabama roots and um, I spent a decade working in Alabama and, you know, knew all the radio people all over the state, either from being a beat writer who they got to come on their shows or from being 
at WNSP and Mobile and getting people to come on the show and stuff like that. You just, I just kind of got to where I, I probably know more media people in Alabama than I do anywhere else. And, um, I always admired their show. And then I knew you also got to meet me when you're in Alabama. I did. I met you in Mobile when you were a high school coach. Um, I also knew about their thoughts a little ahead of time when they were thinking about launching the next round. I was one of the people that they talked to about it. Just kind of getting, Hey, how, how hard is it to do it? What do you do? And how does it work? And we had those conversations and what they've done in two years is incredible. Yeah, no. I mean, having, having tried to do something similar and having a lot more than two years, what they've done is incredible. They have an amazing staff, great salespeople. They're very creative. They took chances, which is one of the hardest things to do sometimes is to take chances. Got to leap. And uh, they leapt pretty high, and I'm not sure there was a safety net underneath them, and it turns out they didn't need one. And, you know, you look at some of the other people that they're bringing on, Daniel Jeremiah and Peter Burns. and um, My good friend Tom Luganbill. Tom Luganbill and Brock Heward. And, um, that's pretty elite company. I mean, when I first started hearing some of those names, I was like, hey, you want me? <laughs> uh, why? You know, and, but the more I thought about it, the more I was like, you know, I've kind of done some of this. I've built, I've built a network. And um, we've built this show. This is 95th episode. That it is. We, that all day counted. long. We've probably done a few more than that because I think we lost track in Boise. Yeah, of something some of the happened in Vegas and Boise where I lost track of numbers. Yeah. We got to be close to 100 probably. Probably, in, right in around, probably right around 100 shows, <laughs> which, is, which is good, you know. Why would I lose count of anything in Vegas? <laughs> Man. <I don't> <laughs> <laughs> that was a long day, boss. <laughs> that was a long day. And then, then we got sick in Boise. And I did. You didn't. I didn't, but I was worried about getting sick because you were so sick. And then I was. Well, I was getting. Are you? Why? I was are getting. You a, a wor- are you still a worried about getting sick? No, 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 no. Well, I didn't want to get the flu right there before Christmas and bring it home. Oh, that wasn't the flu, boss. Yeah, that was not the flu. But you <laughs> thought it was the flu that day, and I was like, dude, it was the Wuhan flu. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It turns out well, and I'd already had COVID, so I I had the immunity built up. <laughs> This episode brought to you by the Biden administration. Get your shots. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I just, it, it, we, we've, we've done a bunch of shows. I just thought the more I thought about it, the more I couldn't come up with a reason not to do it. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about it. Super excited. Um, I know for some people hitting a new button, as crazy as it sounds, hitting a new subscribe button, a new follow button is something people don't like to do. And if you don't do it, you suck. And about that? I know people don't like to do it. <laughs> I get it 100%. But please do it. Uh, we would be most appreciative. All you have to do is 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 um, hit the subscribe button. We're going to put it on. And, um, yeah. Hey, Dwight said maybe the loser of the Pick'em can go to the Birmingham Bowl. Depends on what day that hey, is. Hey, let me tell you something. The Birmingham Bowl. I am glad to say that I was a participant in the greatest Birmingham Bowl of all time. Has to be the record of most people at a Birmingham Bowl in 2012. Oh, Ole Miss and Pittsburgh. Yeah, Legion Field. Freaking, it was awesome. Felt like you were in the Sugar Bowl. <laughs> See, that was back when that was back when fans were excited to go six and six. <laughs> you know, it became a it became a standard of getting your ass fired. But no, that was that was exciting to do that. Um, no, I'm I'm super excited about uh, about growing our show. We're not going anywhere. Gonna be the same, do the same stuff, 
you'll be able to uh, click on it and uh, we'll get you all the, there he is. He's getting all the, you see the link that uh, Neil just put up. That link will take you to uh, Disrupt Media's channel. Hit subscribe. We'll be live on there Monday at two o'clock. Um, a couple, uh, I want to say before we get, get done with this and we move on and all that stuff and we'll, um, obviously we'll keep talking about it, but, um, I want to say thank you also, I mean, most importantly to the, to the fans, you know, I, I, um, a lot of people had a preconceived notion of me, um, and, and how I was, and they gave me a chance and I always ask, Hey, it's okay to call me an asshole. Just give me a chance to be an asshole. You know, don't just call me an asshole without getting to know me like my neighbor in my neighborhood that doesn't like me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, by the way, by the way, um, I guess they had a get together in the neighborhood and I was out of town last weekend. Yeah. And I asked my wife if he came. He said he 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 was looking for me and then I wasn't there. He came out and hung out. This guy hates my guts. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Do you know a name? No, but I'll find out. I don't care. But I, I I'll find well, out. Well, I'm just curious. I don't care. Yeah. I mean I'll find out a name. People it is funny how people get preconceived notions about you based on in your case, I mean, <laughs> hey. you coached football. Yeah. Um, what, which is crazy is even how I am on here is really not how I am in the in real life. For the most part, I have moments. I'm just on for an hour and a half, and then I'm only on in moments in my real life. Yeah. So that's what my wife says. <laughs> just for moments, yeah. I'm a I three. Mean. I am a three time world champ. <laughs> I know. I'm a three time. <laughs> That's World right. heavyweight champ. Just think of how many times you lost, though. I mean, <laughs> you know, what's but, <laughs> hey, but you got the title. That's all that matters. I mean, we can get canceled today, right? There we go. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I got the three. I got the three titles. So no, it's uh, but I want to say thank you, the fans, for giving me a chance. And then you too, Neil. I mean, it was not a. It was not a. Uh, you got that right, man. Yeah, I was you like, probably, what am I doing? You're probably jumping off in the deep end. Probably people probably advised you against it. Uh, but appreciate you. Uh, let me no, join I, you guys. Well, and I'll say this too, because, and then we'll we'll shut up and we'll we'll do a podcast. Um, <laughs> here's the other thing People about are gonna it. cancel well, these assholes. No, here's the other thing is that obviously MPW Digital, which near and dear to my heart, is thought of, understandably, as an Ole Miss network, Ole Miss themed. We cover Ole Miss, right? I mean, we have a morning show every day. We don't. That's an inclusive term. Well, but the network does for the yeah. most part. Most of the shows on the network are pretty much Ole Miss themed. I'm the guy they fired. Remember that? I do remember. <laughs> I, I broke that story. Um, <laughs> and yet we're here. Um, I, but, you know, in all seriousness, I mean, we do a morning show five day, four days a week with an evening show on Thursdays that's pretty much Ole Miss themed. Uh, Brian Rippey's on there. Most, and I'd say 90% of his stuff is Ole Miss themed. We do have other shows. Mind of My Money is 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 on there, and there's other things that aren't Ole Miss themed. But for the most part, we get sort of shoehorned into that. And so this show, and I always said it from the very beginning, I did not want this show to be an Ole Miss show. Well, you have to worry about that. And, and I knew it wouldn't be, but the people that gave us the numbers that let the show keep going, for the most part, were people who probably cheer for Ole Miss. They gave they gave the show a they shot. They gave us a start. They gave us and a shot. And so it, it led to this, and... and um, what I was going to say a minute ago was as much as I love MPW Digital and as much as I love this show, I always kind of knew in the back of my mind that it wasn't the greatest fit in the world and that there would be a better venue at some point down the road, or at least I hoped there would. And when this opportunity came, it was pretty obvious that that was, that was the right spot to give it a chance to, um, to blossom and grow and do those things. And I think we'll be able to get – I know we'll be able to get guests on the show that we couldn't get on the show 
on MPW just because not because it's anything about Ole Miss. It's just because sometimes those people were afraid that coming on the show would look like they were campaigning for a job at Ole Miss. That was that was a very difficult spot for me getting yes uh, getting coaches. To there was co- one particular one during coaching change season. Yeah. So yeah, there was you know it's just almost impossible to get them to come on, and I I got it, and that will not be an issue now because we. Even though the show's really not going to change, getting onto a new medium is going to allow us to build that out. So thanks to everybody. Really appreciate it. Thanks to everybody in the Super Chats. Kyle, uh, Will the Thrill, appreciate that. We'll have uh, – we'll be uh, – Austin Watts. Did I miss one? I think those are the ones. We'll have uh, – Kyle we'll, Wilson. Yeah, we'll have a stream on, uh, on Disrupt. We'll be talking to you guys as well. So all you have to do is just jump over to there and um, – Make us disrupt make media that a part of- on YouTube. Hit subscribe, and then we'll be sending out the links and all that stuff on social media, like we do Twitter and all that good stuff. So we will be very easy to find. All right, you ready to talk some football? What they all came here to see? Yes, sir. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Um, I need to. I w- okay, I need to find the quote first. We're going okay. to talk about yeah. what, what while you're finding the quote. Okay. Um, I actually Neil and I text back and forth uh, when we prep for shows and stuff like that. And he texted me something. He's like, hey, I want to talk about this today. And I said, well, great minds think alike because I had it on my list as well. And it was the first thing on my list. Here and so go. I, got, I got it. Hey, you got some mm-hmm. computer stuff going on over there. I don't know what that means. Oh, that's not good. We got invaded. There we go. I think we're all right. Yeah. You got some pop-ups. I won't tell everybody what the pop-up was of, though. Was there a pop-up, really? I'm just fucking... Oh, okay. Thank God. <laughs> I, I, that was... Hey, by the way, that was very dirty of me. Look, I don't mess with you. That's another thing. I don't mess with you about technology because you you get upset. So, I wanted to talk about this culture thing, and, and uh, Neil's going to look up the quote real quick, and he's going to read it to us. Go ahead, Neil. I think I've got it. I'm making sure that we're up and good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, okay. we're good. Uh, okay. Actually, I stopped on my stream over no, I, th- I think you're back, though. We'll make sure for a second okay. before we roll. <laughs> well, maybe not. Hang tight. We're, Hang, we're just hit, a second. Hitting a, little, uh, hitting a little issue here. Are, are we there or not? People are still in the stream. So I'm wondering if we're here. On mine, it is. It went to a different show. Yeah, it killed the feed on mine. Okay. So I don't. I do not have a feed on social on. Uh, yeah, on my day, what's it saying in there in the stream over there? Because people are typing stuff. I'm not sure. It's they're typing like they're still there, so we must still be there. But I don't. I don't see it. Um. First time it's ever happened. Yeah, it is. It happens. It's part of it. Uh, I'm on. I think you had to kill it and start it over. No, nope. see, this it's still moving. That's what's weird. But I don't see it. Hit uh, X on your end. Completely get out of that. Try to go back All and right. see what happens. Welcome to live TV. Yeah. It's one of the reasons if I could do anything, it would be I would I would have production staff. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for live. Mine's not up. Yeah, we're not up. All right. Well, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna 
stop. I'm gonna pause the audio. I'm gonna kill that stream. Start a new one. Hang tight. Okay. Yeah, Max South. I mean, if you told me that they're a drug front, I'd buy it. Totally, one hundred percent. Not really. I don't guess. <laughs> I don't know. They're horrible. <laughs> horrible. Like our neighborhood. Look at the cords, the wires. Have you seen the the wires in the, in the street? Well, I was going to ask you that because it's it's only coming to your house too. The wires have been in the street. This is God's three weeks. Three weeks minimum. Yeah. And and they're in the yard. We have to. I have to get someone to come out and lift the stuff up so I can mow and stuff like that. And when you tell them, hey. They, they're like, well, the reason it's out is because the wires have gotten kinks. You're like, you think, you think people driving over them might create some issues? That's why you bury them, correct? I mean, that's, that just makes common sense, right? Yep. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna, I'll tweet this out while you're talk, while you're reading. All right. So anyway, Lane Kiffin was on. This is on Marty and McGee on ESPN. Is that right? Is that where the, yes. this was this morning. The question he was asked was about adjusting to the new reality portal stuff of that nature quote from Lane Kiffin earlier today accepting that you're going to not have phenomenal culture it doesn't mean I don't work on it but I think I have to realize hey it just is what it is one we don't have many kids that are dying to be here they didn't grow up wanting to go to Ole Miss these transfer kids are going to a place that fits them best at that time it's not about the school and they're on their and they're not on their third, fourth, fifth year with you where, hey, they know how we do it. They know the expectations, the culture, the other players. Unfortunately, now it's like plug and play. I thought that was a fascinating quote. Um, you know, and in, in, in here's some context that I think I can add to it, having covered Ole Miss for 16 years and covered all of Lane Kiffin's time here. I've talked to him not in group settings, not individually, about roster building. I've asked a lot of questions about roster building because I think it's quite fascinating. And they have leaned very heavily into the portal the last two years. I'm not sure what the exact number is. It's a big number of portal acquisitions. They've done very, very well in the portal. They have rebuilt their roster through the portal. And it wasn't that long ago that I asked Kiffin about, um, hey, it was this, this month. In an ideal, I said, I noticed that you're recruiting more high school guys. I said, I know you can't talk about individual high school guys right now. You can't, you got to be careful in general talking about recruiting, standing up there on the record. But it looks like you're having more success with high school guys. And it looks like you're putting more of an emphasis on high school guys. In an ideal world, would you sign a lot more high school guys and be less dependent on the portal? Kiffin, to his credit, when you ask him a big picture question, you will get a big picture answer. If you ask minutia questions, you typically get no answer. Like today, for example, he was asked about Hudson Wolf, who's a, a tight end that's what, – what, what is so funny about that? He was asked a question about Hudson – I already know where this is going. He was asked a question about him. Hudson Wolf, and Lane's answer was just about tight ends. He never referenced <laughs> Hudson Wolf at all. And someone goes, well, that was a good answer. And I was like, well, except for the fact that he didn't answer it. I mean, it was fine, you know, whatever. Um, but asked about big picture stuff, he said, well, yeah, ideally, yes. That would be what you would try to do. Um, that's that's better for culture. It's better for your program. Uh, all in all, that's the way you would want to do it. What he didn't say, and what I think he would say if he were going further, is if you look at the programs at the top of the league right now, the teams that everyone is chasing, Georgia, Alabama, 
you look at them, Georgia practically does not use the portal at all. Alabama uses it very sparingly. They fill a hole here and a hole there, but Alabama's not super dependent on the transfer portal. They use it more than Georgia does from what I can notice, but they're not dependent on it. They still they still build via a base of guys that come into the program, develop in the program, and then add to the culture of the program by buying into the culture of the program. And Lane was saying that's the way, ideally, he would do it. Now, obviously, he's not gotten to that place at Ole Miss where he feels like he can do that. He, he, he has had to lean on the portal. They've used the portal a lot. And one of the problems when you use the portal a lot is that the portal guys come in a lot of times they just are there for a year or two years. Then they get out. And sometimes now you have these deficiencies of high school guys. And so you do – I mean, you, you don't have – you don't get to go, hey, everybody, we're going to reset the way we do this. And give me three years. Hang tight. Give me three years. Oh. We'll, we'll be back. So what you do is you end up getting back into the portal. And what happens with that portal is what he says here, which is that you're not going to have phenomenal culture. And so here's my question to you as a okay. guy who's been a coach at South Alabama, at Arkansas State, at Northwestern Louisiana, at Ole Miss, at Alabama. You've kind of run the gamut of programs. How important is program culture? How important is team culture to the success of a team, to the success of a program? I mean, it's everything, right? I mean, it's almost as important as having good players. Um. You know, I read that, and I almost took it as a – he was almost resigning to the fact that he won't be able to get the culture where he wants it. That's how I took it. Now, I did not watch the interview, and I hate not doing – I hate comment. Sure. I hate commenting on stuff in context. But in context, when I read that, I took out of it that he's almost resigning to the fact that he's never going to be able to get it really where he wants it. That's how I took that quote. Um, <clears throat> when you when you recruit out of the portal, okay, we've said this eight hundred thousand four hundred sixteen times. There is a reason they're in the portal, and when you take a kid out of the portal, he's not interested in what your kumbaya speech is. He's only interested in one thing: what can you do for me? Yeah. By nature, money, playing time. By nature, people that go in the portal are selfish, self-centered people, because they're not there. They can be in a great situation that's good for them and this, but I want to get mine. They get in the portal for two, one of a couple of reasons. They, for the most part, and these are the ones that end up being productive. They get in the portal because they can make more money at a different place. And because they view the other program that they're going to as um, superior, because they'll get both more, of those are selfish. Yes, they'll get more exposure. They'll get uh, more, perhaps more resources. More none of this is a criticism, by the way. No, I, I shouldn't say selfish because it's a very negative uh, connotation. A self-centered approach when you go on the point. You're you're caring more about yourself than other people, which is the the antithesis of what team means. Right. Right. You right. follow what I'm saying here? Yes, 100%. So here's the problem when you get a bunch of portal guys. There's the number one problem is everything's hunky dory. You can do all your speeches. You can kumbaya. Let's all sit together and let's get to know each other. But <clears throat> a good team does not care who gets the success. 
a good team wants to win football games. That is their satisfaction. Um, I used to say this all the time, and I think it's one of probably the biggest, you know, uh, misnomers about building rosters. Every place is different. But at Alabama, and I told Coach Saban this, and he agreed with me. I said, Coach, this place isn't for everybody. Sure. When you go out and you recruit, yeah, you're going to recruit really good players, but you just can't go pick the guy that's, man, this guy's a baller. He he would be unbelievable. But if that guy's all about himself, like you go to Alabama, there's dudes everywhere, right? There's only one football. And so you have to find people that can thrive, that, you know, can thrive in that environment instead of be, being, hey, if I don't get the ball, I'm going to be unhappy. And with the portal, you're getting a lot of that because they're, they're hey, it's their last year. My gosh, I got to get numbers. I got to do, I got to get film so I can go to the NFL. They don't care. They're not invested. I did see him say this in the same article is it doesn't mean anything for the kids to being at Ole Miss doesn't mean anything to them. Like he, he made that comment in that. Yeah. Or something in that. Yeah. General and, thing. And, right? and I knew what he meant. Like, right. Like, you know, you, that's important. Like you, you go to LSU and there's a lot of guys inside that LSU program. I've, I've, I've seen guys reference <clears> this. Will Campbell, for example, the, the the offensive lineman, yeah, could have gone anywhere. Could have gone out of the transfer portal after last year, after dom- kind of being a dominant freshman left tackle that doesn't happen very much in this league. Could have gone anywhere, but he stayed because he's a Louisiana kid who dreamed of playing at LSU. And yeah. playing at LSU meant something to him. So that's one of the reasons that, it's one of the reasons for Ole Miss, one of the biggest developments in their camp, not to make this about Ole Miss, but I think if Lane could continue with the conversation, he would say this. Having Aiden Williams, Sundreen Perkins, two Mississippi kids who – It means something to them. Who – it means something to them, and for them to come in and have immediate success is going to be something that they can market in a way. Because the problem with marketing the, the transfer portal guys, he came because you had an opening at an SEC school – the problem with those guys, and what, what Kiffin's getting at, and I've heard other coaches reference this as well, is it's all all of that's great until you face adversity. A thousand percent. You find out about your culture once you hit adversity. Look, like when you're winning, winning is like it covers up everything. Yeah. If you Literally. can run the table, you'll never you'll think you have the greatest culture ever. Even though, even though you might your culture might just be like wafer thin, yeah. You can kind of ride it as long as you're winning games. It's a mirage. But when you lose a couple of games, and all of a sudden, some of the stuff that you build team around, right? In August, when everybody, I mean, look around the country, everybody's talking about, yeah, we think we we think we've solved our problems. We're, yeah, who think who? What report have you have you heard that said, man, we're having a shitty camp? We're bigger. We're uh, everybody. We're great. Yeah, we're bigger. We're uh, we're we're. We we feel like we filled our holes. We're really mature. I love our I love our the way we're playing together. All that stuff. Sure, because it hasn't been tested yet. But when you lose a couple of games, say you lose a couple of games early, whoever, pick a team, I don't care. And all of a sudden, guys are smart. They go, all right. Well, on our list of goals, one of them was to you know win the SEC, win the SEC East, win the SEC West, make it to the SEC championship game, play in the BCS. Play for the national championship. Well, if you're four and two at the turn, probably not. It's probably not happening. None of those things are probably happening. So at that point, who do you play for? What do you play for? 
individuals will still play because, hey, I, I need to put film on. I, 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 they're watching this film. But that's not the stuff that binds a team together. The stuff that binds a team together that lets them go, hey, even though we got off to this terrible start and we didn't get where we wanted to go, we really finished strong, is typically because, hey, I've played with this guy for a long time. We've been together a long time. We're going to go out. We're going to go out. We're going to win our rivalry games. We're going to go to a bowl. We're going to win the bowl game. We're going to do those things. We're going to we're going to play for one another and all that stuff. It's one of the reasons that like people talk about the 2020. I hate to talk about Ole Miss on this because it's the goal to get away from that. But that 2021 team, Ole Miss people talk about, you know, this, that, and the other, and Kiffin and the other. Matt Corral had been there a long time, had been through a lot of stuff, practically left. You know, he was going to leave. He was on the cusp of transferring. Sam Williams had been through a lot of stuff. Those were guys, I mean, a lot of stuff. Those were guys that were the leaders of that team. Nick Broker had been there forever. There were Ben Brown had been there forever. There were a lot of guys inside that program. That were recruited by the last coach. That were recruited by a previous coaching staff, had gone through some NCAA stuff, had gone through a coaching change, had gone through all of that stuff, had gone through a pandemic at that point. They went through a lot of stuff. Yeah. And so there was a bond there. You don't necessarily have that bond when you're bringing in 30, 40 guys from different places who don't have – so it's, it's what's interesting. I had a mailbag question about it, about the importance of culture, and I really couldn't explain it other than to say if you look around at pro sports and the teams that end up being special teams. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Warriors. Yeah. Um, the, 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 uh, the, the, I get it. When I I was younger, the Dodgers, wearing that uniform was like really important to Ron Say and Steve Garvey and Davey Lopes and Bill Russell and all those guys. Like it meant something. And, And that's, that's not created over the course of a short period of time. That's created over over years. So I think culture is really important. Yeah. And, and there's some people in the chat saying, Hey, you can't fault the kids. I'm not faulting the kids. No. Okay. This is not a kid's problem. This is the system has been set up to allow them to do this. It's right. It's not a negative. It's, and it's not, an, it, it is what it is. Yeah. It's not, I'll use an example. I mean, it's, it's, <clears throat> I, I won't it's use a kid. I guess I'm not, I'm not hating on the kids no. for taking advantage. I'm of, not you know, hating like, on anybody. That's what's getting missed here. Yeah. This is not a criticism. I'm not criticizing any kid for saying, hey, I have an opportunity to play at a higher level. Hey, I have an opportunity to make more money. The point I'm trying to make is that when you bring, and Lane Kiffin made it this morning, when you bring a lot of those people together, 
in a short period of time and go, okay, hey, we hear all these pieces fit. You don't really know if they are or not because you haven't had time to build the culture that we're talking about. You're just dependent on the talent. And sometimes the culture ends up underneath it not working. Like, all right, so I'm going to give you a good example, okay? Great example is exactly what you're talking about and what he's saying is when I first got to Alabama, the very first year, when that that was, the, the I guess, the two or three years prior to me getting there, like when, when Nick first got to Alabama, he recruited heavily in the state, right? And he took all these kids in Alabama and Alabama and Alabama, and then he started going national, gets a national brand and starts going that. But when you're at, at Alabama and you're playing Auburn in the kick six game, we 10 years this year, by the way, still haven't watched the play. Um, you had a roster full of kids that it meant something to them to beat Alabama. And then you had a roster – of people at Alabama that it was just another football game. And if you get that little bit of edge that lets you focus to prepare, and it's it's kind of like this. Uh, my man, Tate Bainey, I love him to death, a guy I used to work with 100 years ago. He, he always would say his favorite saying was, every fist fight is won and lost because somebody is confused about the starting time. And so that's kind of what I'm talking about here is – when you go and you and you get a, it's not saying they're not good players and all that stuff, but when I don't really care, uh, losing doesn't hurt as much. And I think you know failure is what leads to success. You got to get knocked on your ass to know how to succeed. And when you don't have an appreciation for that um, or understand what it takes, I think that's that's what's missing. And this year you're going to see. I think it's going to be a bigger issue as the year goes on. Um, and if you want, you know, take Ole Miss's case. If I was an Ole Miss fan, I'd be a little. I, I'm I'm looking for that that week six, week seven game to know what what you got, because if you drop to Alabama and LSU and you lose two in a row and you and you've put out all this, hey, we're going to Atlanta, we're going to win ten games, and all of a sudden, I mean, that's what they're thinking inside the building, and rightfully so. Okay, that's what you should be doing, but all of a sudden, you're you're halfway through the season and all your goals are wiped away. Well, what am I thinking about now? Am I ready to go? Am I am I looking to, you know, am I, am I looking what's going on next year? Am I looking to the pros? Am I or am I going to fight for the guy next to me because of the pride and performance? You know, Nick always talks about you know his pillars, right? He's got the the glove, you know, of the process. Well, freaking one of the main points in the process is pride in your job, and when you don't, that's what goes missing when you don't have a good culture mm-hmm. is your pride in your job because you're like I'm just doing this for me. I'm going to get mine. Hey, I don't care if you get yours or not, and that's that's a big deal. And I think that's something when you see the portal guys. Like I'm so curious about the the deal in Colorado. I mean, they got 70 new players. Right now, the good news is they got so many damn players that it's like literally building your own culture from day one. So maybe it works. I don't know. That's why I'm curious. But when you got a mixture, a good like a 50 50 mixture of guys that have been here versus guys that aren't. There's this battle about, hey, this is, you know, you got one group saying, hey, this is how we do shit here. And you got another group saying, well, I'm doing it my way. And that's where you get the yeah, butting heads. For so sure. That's the interesting part. Yeah. No, it's it's not a criticism at all. I don't, the system is set up to allow guys to transfer and no one's faulting them when they transfer. But it, that's an SEC head coach talking about, well, the one thing I'm kind of, I'm having to accept is that we're not going to have great, culture yeah and you got to be and i think that's a quality as a head coach that if you're really good at it and look we can i'll I'll duck and watch the tomatoes get thrown at me later on but 
He was really good at it now. That's his thing. Yeah. You can call it what you want to call it. Sure. No, Hugh Freeze is very, very good you at it. You can call it what you want to call it. Mm-hmm. He's the best I've ever been around. Now, I will say this. I didn't get to experience Nick's development of culture. The culture was all the way established by the time I got there. My job at Alabama was to keep the damn train on the tracks. Right. Just don't derail us on bitch. I mean, it was easy. Hugh, I've, I've been with Hugh in two rebuilds. Okay, he's had what? Three rebuilds? Four, this is his fourth rebuild. I've been with him on the first two. And I know what he does in those rebuilds. Arkansas State, Ole Arkansas Miss, State, Liberty, Miss. and now Auburn. Yeah, I wasn't with him in Liberty, obviously Auburn. But um, he's good at it now. That's his thing. So I will be interested in today's world. I'm lo- that's something I'm looking for is uh, his, his uh, rebuild in the portal era. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea. It packs a flavorful punch, 5% alcohol, no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. There's no need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football, your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Our next sponsor is BetterHelp. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with the challenge in life, but when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem-solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. I've used therapy as a way to handle stress, clear negative thoughts, mentally relax a little. I try to uh, diffuse my hatred for a certain Internet carrier. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, better help is a great option. It's convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, it's entirely online. You can get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey. You can switch therapist anytime, much like your computer can just randomly decide to switch internet service providers. That easy too, right? Easy. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash MPW today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash MPW. P-W. All right, Neil. Uh, you want to talk about our good friend, since we brought him up just a second ago, our good friend Hugh Freeze, naming Peyton Thorne? Yeah. Were you surprised by that? Because no. I was a little bit. Yes and no. Okay. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm not, I think, which I think we said when he transferred, right? Freeze's offense, and look, Freeze is not calling the offense. All right, he's going to be heavily involved. They're marrying it. He's going to be heavily involved, and he's going he he's not calling it though, right? Which I wish he would. Hugh, please call the offense. Philip Montgomery, the former yeah, Tulsa Phil, coach. Yeah, Philip Montgomery's going to call it. Right. Um, I do. I've never worked with Philip, but I, I respect him. I think he's a great ball coach. Hugh, just I've worked with some really good play callers. And I think he's one of the best uh, in-game play callers that's in our game today. But long story short, is in that offense. He needs to be balanced to get it really rolling. Um, and because you can take away some run stuff. All right. Ask me how I know. Um, about 10 years ago today, I could show you. Um, you can take away that offense, you know, with some the way you line up on defense. 
a little bit. You can do some things to force him to run the football if he can't throw it. How about that? I'll put it like that. And when you know what they're doing, you can stack the box and do some things. But anyway, long story short is I think Peyton Thorne gives them the best chance to be balanced. I wouldn't sit Robbie, – Robbie Ashford's going to play. I mean, it's not like he's not going to play. They're going to be um, – but Peyton Thorne probably gives them the best chance to be balanced in what they're doing. Because you don't have to be in that offense. You just need to be a willing runner. That's what we'd always call it. And right. Be a willing runner. You don't have to be a great runner. Right. Um, be, and, be willing to take the five or six yards when it's there. Yeah, you got to be able to pull it when they. that's what they give you. You know, that's what made Bo so good. You know, Bo wasn't, wasn't a great athlete, but Bo would run the have give you the good, you know, four or five yards, fall, fall forward. All right, so while we're talking culture, because it sounds like a number of schools in the league are going to be at least – flirting with the dual quarterback thing to start the season yeah i've never talked to a coach who said yeah that's ideal every coach i've ever talked to has always said no i mean you want one quarterback you you, you kind of want your guy it's good to have it's it's better to prepare it's better for play calling it's better for culture it's better for the huddle it's better for cadence it's better for everything yeah how difficult is it when you're using a couple how, how much different – how much more preparation does it require? How much more stuff do you have to kind of do to make sure that offensive linemen hear both of their voices enough to be able to acclimate all of those different yeah, things? Yeah, I think the offensive line stuff's overrated because of the way snap counts have gone now with silent count and all that stuff. Okay. So I think that's overrated. Okay. Um, the hardest part for me – from I'm not going to say offensive-wise. Like on my own team, the hardest part for me is you always – your players knew who was better. So if I'm coaching receivers, which obviously the, which quarterback was in the game affected it, right? You would always have a receivers that, hey, I like this guy, you know, or I like this guy. And you would have to get them into the mentality. It doesn't matter who's in the game, but it really does because it's going to affect, you know, you got one guy that can read the defense and spread it around and will throw it, and you got one guy that won't, right? So the receivers are by nature probably the most selfish people in the field. Um, so I coached a bunch of selfish assholes for for 20 years, right? So that's probably the hardest part as a coach is dealing with your own players, getting them to – it doesn't matter who we got back there. We're going to do this, right? But they they get, the players would damn near tell you who's the best guy. Um, from a coaching standpoint, like a head coaching standpoint, coaches got to be careful, man. And, the, and this, day, this day and age, like there are coaches out there playing a the system a little bit too. They know who the quarterback is. All right, they know who the quarterback is. Trying Stop to get, bullshitting. Trying to get to the start of class. Trying to, hey, let's get to that first day of class, right? And then let's name a guy. There, but but and I, you can't blame them. No, because it hurts their team if they're if the guy that they think's really good, maybe one B. We know he ain't gonna be one A, but man, he's he's pretty good. I got I got an option. Well, if I got an option B, I can be a little bit more aggressive with my starting quarterback. I can run him. I can do those things. I've been in situations where we didn't have a great backup quarterback. You right, can't so, do some things. So let me ask this. Because they're people. They're not robots. They're people. So you're at Auburn. You're Robbie Ashford. This is not good news today. No. You know, I'm not saying that Robbie won't be the best team player in the world. I, I, don't, I don't. You know him. I don't. Yeah. Um, but he's visibly disappointed, let's say. Yeah. Let's say um, at, at Alabama, they, they end up going with Milrow. Or they go with Simpson, or they go with uh, Buckner, and the other one or two are kind of putting on a brave face, but body language is body language. Yeah. 
Um, we talked about Ole Miss earlier. I mean, Lane Kiffin's clearly, in my opinion, at least playing the game about Spencer Sanders and Jackson Dart. And rightfully, he should. I don't, if I was him, I'd do the same I thing. I don't blame him a bit. I would right? do 100% the same thing. Ole Miss, like probably most schools, opens. And we don't agree on everything, but that part I would yeah. agree on him with. Classes start on Monday. You, you're trying to get Spencer get Sanders to, class, to Monday. Class so, check, 8 a.m. Monday morning. But let's say you let's say you get there. Let's say you get there and he's still there and yeah. he's not the starter and you know you're trying to get multiple people reps and st- how how big of an issue can it become in a locker room on a team when there's a guy and in this case look we're talking about guys who've played right Ashford's played some football at Auburn it's not like he's been okay I'm still waiting my turn it's going to be another another little bit it, it it's not like you know Milrose played some he's like hey I was behind I was behind um, Bryce Young that's that's one thing that's easy. Mm-hmm. Like he's better than me. Yeah. I, get, I get it. You know, if you're Ty Simpson, you you've you came to Alabama to 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 be the heir apparent to Bryce Young, and Bryce Young's going to be playing for the Carolina Panthers now, so he's not there to be the guy in in the starting seat. If you're Spencer Sanders, you've started 42, 41, 42 games at Oklahoma State. You came to Ole Miss to be the quarterback. He didn't come to Ole Miss to be a depth piece. So, how do you keep those guys remotely happy where it's not? a divisive distractive distraction thing well i think you it depends on how much uh how much leadership he has developed with the other guys the more that the other players on the team believe in whoever the backup's going to be the bigger of a problem you have if you really have a competition i'm telling you this people don't they they don't media this is a good thing media will not tell you because they don't understand this sure so i'm asking when you're in a freaking quarterback competition all right the you may not pick a side because you're trying to figure out who's who. The players pick sides. Yes, the players pick sides, and that's who counts. The players go, "That's my guy," or "That's my guy." They actually pick sides. They no players going. They now they'll get in the media and go, well, we're, "We're good with whoever." You know, we're just going to keep our head down, they're all, strap up. We're going to give it. 100%. They're all really competing and really impressed yeah. with all of them. They're all they're yeah, all, great. all really they're, good. They're all, all, all great players. Yeah, bullshit. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Bullshit. The players pick. Right. They know who they'd rather have in a game. And so if you got a situation where usually when the coaches say, hey, it works itself out, the reason it works itself out is because it gets to a point to where every player knows that, hey, I'm going with this guy. The players figure it out. Okay. And then that usually helps the transition. But if you're in a situation where half the players believe in this guy and half the players believe in that side, you got a problem. That's where the problems come in. Right. If that doesn't happen, you really don't have a problem. Um, because if the guy leaves and tries to turn into a cancer in the locker room, then he doesn't have the voice for other people to join him. Does that make sense? Yes. Because you have if you if this one guy has the locker room, okay. If this if quarterback A has the locker room and quarterback B doesn't, if quarterback B goes in the locker room and tries to be an asshole, the other ones will tell him to kick rocks, and you'll never skip a beat. But when it's split, that's when you that's when you have a difficult situation. So. Um, I've been on both sides. I remember when I first got to South Alabama, we had a situation like that where we had a quarterback coming in from UAB because UAB had shut down the program. And they had an established quarterback that had kind of paid his dues and was ready for him. So we had a big – it was a big deal where, hey, this guy is really not as good as this guy. You know, he had half the locker room. This guy had half the locker room. (coughs) And we had had some chemistry issues uh, early until we got that fixed. So – um, yeah, it can be a problem, but it, again, depends on the voice. Now, when it comes to Robbie, Robbie's going to play. Um, Robbie's going to have a package. Um, Robbie's a talented kid. Um, 
he he definitely needs to work on his you know his actual passing skills. Um, but I think he's going to play, and I think he's going to play a good. I think you have a role, and for everybody, let me stop this too before it gets out of hand, and we can cover this again next week too. But everybody that says, "Oh, he's not going to be the starting quarterback," move him to the slot and let him play receiver. Every time I hear media talk about or show talk about, "Oh, he's going to play in the slot," or we can put him in receiver, that shit don't work. It doesn't work. Name me a running back that lines up at receiver and is you're like, man, that guy's good. It's different skill set. They can't, you know, running backs can't catch the football. They can, they catch little loop de loop balls and flares and flats. They can't handle one and they don't make contested catches. They don't even practice it. Right. Like playing the position is actually hard. Like so, for people that think that you can automatically move to a different position and be a stud, kiss my ass. They don't know anything about. <laughs> they don't know anything about playing the positions. So I don't want to hear about, oh, he can move him and play him another position. Hey, he's a fast, quick guy. Let's put him in the slot. What the hell is a slot? What? Who plays a slot receiver? You're going to put the best three dudes you got out there. I mean, A.J. Brown, six foot something, 200 and something pounds. Guess where his ass played? In the slot. So does every, who plays in the slot? The days of playing certified card-carrying small people like me are over. All right? You're going to play the best three players, and you're going to get your best three players on matchups and go win games. But, yeah, and that ain't going to be a quarterback. You can't be playing quarterback or running back for 800 years and go be the third best receiver on your team. Well, and if that's the problem, you're going to get fired anyway, so who cares? Because there's there's a little bit of technique that's involved. Hey. It's empty. We're, we're here. Yeah. All to, hey, to all of our new listeners, this is what happens when you get a hold of rain. You start getting crazy. I better not, I'm not going to squish up my logo, but you get a little little excited with a, the with a rain. And I went red dragon today. You did go red I dragon. I went super late today. Um, Phew. I guess we got after that one pretty good, huh? Um, all right. This, this topic came up, uh, to me, uh, last couple of days, like from different people mm-hmm. talking about first game and first opponents. All right. So depending on what situation you're in, it can be very easy. So if you're, if you're playing your first game and they got the same head coach and the same coordinators and all that stuff, yeah, piece of cake, man, you can watch old film, do what you need to do. Then we got step number two, which is the challenging part when you get new coordinators. All right, so if I'm an offensive coach going against a new defensive coordinator in the first game, so like at South, I remember I can't remember the coach's name, so y'all forgive me, but we played a uh, the coordinator had come from USC, and so we watched with thank God with TV now we get the the spring game, put that in the system, and then match that up with what they did at USC the year before, and kind of uh, mass it over. Um, but you can you can. But what watch. you don't know, right, is how much they'll have to adjust what they do because they have totally new personnel. Like if you're the coach at SC and you're getting ready, you go someplace else. You might have a completely different set of athletes. Yeah, but the scheme, but schematic stays schematic, basically the same. They're not going to go far. Okay. From what they do, you're, you got to set it up based on your personnel. But you're not going to just make a wholesale change. If you're an odd guy, you're probably going to be an odd guy. Like I mean, it's not odd like it's a peculiar, but odd is <laughs> in a three man front. If you're an even guy, you'll be a you know even guy, whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and then like even like with what Pete's going to do at Ole Miss this year, you know he's going to do it out of odd personnel, but he's going to play a lot of even fronts. Okay, so instead of playing a zero and a four eye and all that stuff, he will shade them. It's empty. You don't have to worry about it. He will shade them and make it look like four down some, sometimes when it's really three down personnel. So if you're playing Mississippi State in week one, you can pretty much count on what you're going to see from Mississippi State's defense. Yeah, you've got the same head coach. If you're playing in week one, I'm watching the spring game. Right. Okay, and I'm going to take that and see what's different from the spring game from the fall. 
and then I would probably based on that. Now, this is where you're getting at. Is that why? That's why if you're coaching a spring game, you're you're very vanilla, right? Extremely vanilla. I mean, just you'll see no no flavors at all. But it works, okay? So let me let me let me tell you what we use spring game for. All right, I want to see how you line up to to base formations, right? Okay, and this is what I was getting at with when it gets very difficult. If you have no idea, so like TCU. TCU is getting ready to play Colorado. All right, so they're probably going to go look at um, some Alabama stuff, probably look at some Florida State stuff back in the day. And then they're going to be – besides that, offensively, you can't watch them and get personnel because they got 70 new guys. Yeah. Okay, on defense, they're going to watch Kent State last year because they got two coaches from Kent State, including the guy that's calling the plays. So that's what they'll study. But here's from an offensive coach. This is what I prepare for week one. Your opening script. Every coach has an opening script. You have your your game plan, your base plays in, right? And the base plays that you have is in your base offense that you're going to run every week that has answers versus everything, okay? You're not going to have a lot of game plan plays if you don't know what you're going to see. You're not going to waste time game planning plays if you don't know what's coming. So early in the script, so like some coaches do 10 plays, some coaches do 15 plays. But in your opening script, okay, I'm going to practice my Cliff Notes coaches stuff here. In your opening script, you're going to line up in a ton of balanced formations. So that's two-by-two two sets. All right, you want two receivers on one side, two eligible receivers on the other side. Whether It doesn't matter what, and you'll go through the personnel gamut. So if I'm in 10 personnel, I want to line up in two-by-two. Two, that's four wide receivers. Okay, if I line up in 11 personnel, that is uh, three wide receivers, one tight end. But I'm going to put have a tight end on one side, two receivers on the other to still create a two-by-two two look. Why? And then I go to 12 personnel, two tight ends on the ball, because even personnel, okay, is going to give you the base look, what their base adjustment is. And my first play of the game, very first play of the game, I'm going to be in some kind of balanced set because I want to see what their base is going to be. Now, once they get to a base, is their base one high safety? Is their base two high safeties? Whatever it is. And then everybody kind of runs the same stuff out of it. So if I see a two high team, I know I'm going to get some kind of quarters. I'm going to get some kind of uh, – I'm going to be able to roll a three. I'm going to know the gamut of things they can run out of that picture, and then I can start calling plays. So you just thought I was a dumbass. It's no. like it's like playing it's playing a, a big game of chess, right? So I look out there. I see you wearing two-by-two, two and you're lined up in, in odd front quarters. I know right now what I, I can name 10 blitzes you're going to run this game. If I see you in an even front, I can name a different 10 blitzes. And then we'll come over and we're going to just, okay, hey, this is what – and you prepare for it. Hey, but this is what we're going to see – you know, everybody's your cover zero look. The two outside guys are going to roll down. You're going to double edge pressure. So who who do coaches put in the box? The guys that see stuff fastest and can kind of adjust quickly, or how how does that work? Everybody's going different, right? Um, a lot of people like being on the field. Um, me personally, I like being in the box a lot more than than being on the sideline because I'm a certified car carrying short person, right? So I can't see anything, and so it was very difficult for me to see the whole picture. Um, like when I'm, when I was on the field, I would basically look at the near the corner, the safety and the near backer. And I could tell you through prep, if I watched those three guys, I knew what everybody else did. Right. Right. So I know if this safety goes to the middle of the field, I know he rolled down, you know, vice versa based on game plan. Did he, did he go to man free? You know, things like that. I could put things together by looking at three guys. So, but a lot of people like guys on the field and this is the positive because, when shit goes bad, I want to be able to look them in the eye and calm them down. Or right, because if you're in the box, it's you. You better like I was okay in the box when I had veteran receivers. 
um, or veteran guys that I could trust to keep shit together. But you got to – somebody's got to pull them together. You know what I mean? Right. And so when Hugh was the head coach, all right, I, I, I was on the field because Hugh's the head coach. He's doing things. Okay, there's nobody talking to quarterbacks. Or I had to be down there to talk passing game. It just depends on your setup. Okay. You know, like Lane, Lane's, Lane's an offensive guy, right? It's okay for him because he'll talk to him. He doesn't have as much to do with defense. So his offensive coordinator will probably always be in a box. This spot in the preseason, two weeks before the first game. Yep. Not th- I know we have some week zero games next week, but most everybody's week still two weeks away. Are you starting to get antsy? I mean, you're sick of camp. Classes are about to start. Do you generally know what you have at this point, or or can you be for the most can part, you be fooled? You know, for the most part, next. I mean, you get it. You're gonna have it dialed in after this weekend. You'll have a couple um, surprises, um, but for the most part, you kind of know what you got. Um, the last week, the scrimmage before the last that last Saturday is the biggest wasted day practice day in the history of college football. They should just cancel it. Um, the the mock game deal. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. wanted to just jump out. I looked for the tallest building and <laughs> wherever I was. I mean, it was terrible. Why does everybody do that? I don't know. Um, because probably because they don't look like a jackass in pregame and stuff. Like we've gone to such drastic, monotonous. It's the worst day ever. To where you repeat every. You're, you literally go through a game situation, and so like I'm sitting there, and I. So you're in the locker room for two hours before the game or whatever, but there is no game to play. There's no game to play. And you're just like, oh, so you know, what are we doing? If you're at, if you're at home, <laughs> isn't that overthinking it? I get for me, sure. <laughs> yeah. Like if I'm the head coach, we're not doing it, right? Matter of fact, uh, one of our friends who is a head coach, I was talking to yesterday, and we were talking about they have a night game, first game, and they're a morning practice team. And I was like, look, I would, I would definitely start practicing my guys at nighttime. And I said, even if you do your game scrimmage where you sit there, I mean, you got to get them to eat because it does affect things, right? Sure, sure. Because um, you get used to eating. That's a big one. People don't realize. Like, do you have like a body clock that it's time to eat? Yes. All right. So same thing. If you practice every day in the morning, or you're used to eating something at five o'clock in the morning and then probably at 10 in the morning, and you may not eat until you meet an early dinner and go on, right? Right. Well, if, you're for, if you do that for months and you could play a 7 p.m. kick, well, hey, you're going to get to sleep in till 10 you can't and then you're eating a big meal at two well it always or three it never failed when we were a morning practice team we play a night game and you think college kids would sleep in no they're you've been getting up for months your body clock got you up well they're up at freaking 6 30 7 o'clock yeah even when you told them to sleep and they're coming downstairs hey i'm hungry well breakfast is not for three hours well that's not what you want to do on game day you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's a no. It's a real thing. It's a real thing, and so oh, it's one of the most frustrating things that happens to you, right? You, it happens to you all the time. You 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 tell yourself, I I do at least every every Saturday or Sunday. I'm like, okay, <clears throat> I'm gonna sleep till nine o'clock. I can't wait to sleep. I'm jacked to sleep. My wife sets her alarm for five twenty six a.m. Why? Five, she gets up and walks on Saturday, Monday through Friday. Oh. But my, point is, conversation, but my point is, is that Saturday rolls around Stick it up. and whatever, for whatever reason, your, your body clock doesn't go, oh yeah, this is the sixth day. We're good. No, no. It's so used to that alarm going off that I'm now waking up every morning, 521, 522. I know it's coming, right? My body, even though I'm like, man, it does piss you off low key. I mean, sometimes what, what, what really pissed me off the other day. And I didn't say anything. Laura, if you're listening, babe, I love you. But it's a good time to turn it off, Laura. 
Yeah, just give me a break. <laughs> I was like, okay, you know what? We're getting up. So I'm gonna get up on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get up and do the things around. There. I unload the dishwasher. Here's what I do. I, I sweep the floor in our room because we have two Labrador retrievers that shed like wild. Yep. I sweep the floor. I unload the dishwasher. Um, make the bed while she's out walking. I have a cup of coffee, kind of wakes me up, brush my teeth, put in my contacts, put on my running stuff, and I'm out the door. Usually by about 6.10, okay? Okay. Well, on this day, the alarm goes off, and I'm hearing it, and I'm like, well, it feels a little later. And it was 6 o'clock. She's like, I just decided I couldn't get up. I'm like, well, now I now I can't do my thing. And my whole day was messed up because I'd Why planned. Why you set the alarm yourself? Because I'm, I don't need it. I, I she sets her alarm. Yeah, you Why always the need alarm. No, I'm not setting my alarm. Come on. We had this argument at my house because I turned off my wife's alarm. Her phone was just sitting in the living room, at like in the afternoon, going off. <laughs> and I turned it off because she wasn't in the living room. And I'm sitting there watching TV. This is summer. I'm watching TV, and I'm like. Why in the hell is her alarm going off at 3.45 in the afternoon? Well, I turned it off, and then I got my ass ripped because she had it set for a reason. I did not tell her that I turned her alarm off. Well, I have your phone with you. Hey, Dwight said in the chat, uh, he said, wouldn't you watch Jackson State film? So he's talking about that. Talking about Dion. Talking about Dion. I would, you would peek at it, but not before what you think. Dion's not calling plays. Right. Dion's not going to call a play. It's going to be uh, Sean Lewis is going to be calling a play. So from schem- Kemp State. From Kemp State. So schematically, it's not going to matter. Now, I would peek at it. Um, but it would be more to watch. Uh, that's what you would call watching personnel. I'm going to watch Shador Sanders play, and I would probably watch what confuses him, and they may implement some some things on that way. Avery said, was she filling the pool? Um, probably. That, she was just sleeping that night, that day. She just decided she didn't want to get up. Um, I was going to address something else before I get out of here. Um, it was in the free, it was in the. Somebody was wanting me to address something about a wedding on the Auburn. Oh, Ole yeah. Okay, okay. So here we go. We'll finish with this. Is there anything else you want to touch on? Um, no, we're good. Okay. Oh, I do. Yeah, punishments when we get done. All right. Real quick, though. <clears throat> so there's a wedding the day of Ole Miss at Auburn. Whose wedding? I'm getting to it. Oh, okay. The wedding is between a uh, young man who is an Ole Miss grad fan. Okay. His uh, fiance went to Auburn. Okay, is an Auburn fan, and they planned the wedding on the. Yep, and the the That's young okay. the young lady's mother or father or maybe both are Alabama fans, and Alabama plays Tennessee this day. So the wedding is at five o'clock, and he was asking, basically for thoughts, and and my thought thoughts was, thoughts. And my thought was the first one was, what are you doing? I mean, what, I mean, what, what are you doing? I mean, it's a surefire recipe for chaos. Because, okay, let's talk about potential. Do we know who this person is? Yeah, he, he, a nice guy. Nice guy. He, he just, he, look, everybody has problems, okay? And this guy's walking in day one with a major problem. Day, I mean, it's I, already I, a problem. I mean, this is a problem. So the game potential kickoffs are 11 a.m. Probably won't be 2.30 because I'm, I'm betting money that Alabama-Tennessee is the 2.30 game, which means your wedding is starting inside the state of Alabama right around the 
six o'clock. So you're finished. No, five o'clock. So the Alabama. So the Al- wedding's at five. Five. Alabama Tennessee's at two thirty. So halftime of a CBS game is probably four thirty. You're early third quarter at five o'clock. You're early third quarter at five o'clock. That game. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> I, we're not. I'm not finished. So, so you you're have, not finished. No. So the now the, the if you're not at eleven. And if you are at 11, right, that old, the Ole Miss, Auburn, let's say Ole Miss and Auburn kick off at Jordan-Hare at 11 a.m. They're going to finish around 245. It's going to be a night game. I agree. But if you finish at 245, by 245, one of the teams. ESPN's not missing that primetime opportunity. I agree. Well, let me finish. One of the teams is losing. One of the teams at 245, 3 o'clock, loses. Either, so, so half of the people at your wedding are pissed off. Yeah. Upset. Well, they're already pissed before they show up. And the people that they're the most don't want to see are going to be the people that are on the other side of the thing. I mean, you creating the Hatfields and McCoys here. Now, if the game, which is what I think, kicks at 6, 6.30, because ESPN wants to put it in some sort of prime time because that's going to be Ole Miss, Auburn, Hugh Freeze, old team, Lane Kiffin, the whole deal, right? You got a lot of TV you could sell right there. So it's either going to be 6 or 6.30, almost certainly. So the wedding's at 5. I don't know how long. Well, I don't know if it's a Catholic wedding, which takes an hour and a half, or if it's one of those quick Methodist weddings that takes 15 minutes. I don't know what it's going to be. But my point is, by the time you get to the reception, unless you're having one of those fellowship hall receptions, at oh. which point I have news for you, no <laughs> one's showing up. No one's coming. Don't even spend much money on the cake or the juice because no one's going to be there. But if you're having a reception at some country club or some restaurant, you've whatever, at six o'clock, six thirty, man, that's going to be one hell of a wild scene. It, it, that, All right, let me prep the, you. The, for re- this. the recipe for chaos is right there. Let me prep you for this. I'm going to tell you the TV schedule that day. All right, so I'm going to prep you. Okay. At okay. 11 a.m. Yep. On national TV. Okay. At 11 a.m. Yep. Is going to be Penn State at Ohio State. Okay. On Fox. Okay. What's the C, what's the All SEC right? game? SEC game is going to be Alabama and Tennessee at two thirty. Okay. Because they don't want ESPN's gonna milk this thing now with this this Lane and Auburn and and Hugh Freeze Ole Miss thing they're gonna milk the shit out of it. All right, so hold on. Let me pull up the rest of the SEC schedule that day. Well, I got the whole. I got pulled up right okay, here. Okay. Okay. All right. So you're gonna have they're gonna pull up. They're gonna that's gonna be that game was gonna be at nighttime, and then the other games going on that day that's gonna be at nighttime is Utah is at USC. So that's gonna be a. That'll either be an ABC 230 game or that's going to be a night game on ABC. That's how they're going to play that. Okay, so there's five games that day involving SEC teams. Yes. So Tennessee, Alabama. Yep, 230. O- Ole Miss at Auburn. 6, 630. Army at LSU. Nope. South Carolina is at Missouri. That'll be the SEC network game. And Mississippi State is at Arkansas. Or maybe that will be. So one of those two early games, one of the, either Mississippi State at Arkansas or South Carolina at Missouri is 11 a.m. Yep. The other one is probably 6.30. That's going to be the ESPN game. Army-LSU is going to be a 3 o'clock game. Yeah, they're going to put – And oh. it doesn't matter. And here's why I feel confident. It really doesn't matter what any team does record-wise. That's going to be the 2.30 game. And it doesn't matter what Ole Miss or Auburn is record-wise. Yeah. They're going to milk that storyline that week. We all know it. What the hell are we even pretending for? You know, here's my thing. Night game, Jordan Hare. So the explanation, that was, the explanation that was given was that was the only time that that venue was available. All right. And I'm like, I'm like well, okay, number one, number one, is that the only venue? Are there no other venues? Here's my. And then number two, did something happen to the spring? 
I mean, are you did so, did something happen to February, March, April, May, right. June? If you are born, I'm going to make this proclamation here in the year of our Lord, 2023, okay. August the 17th, our last show on MPW Digital. I'm making this proclamation. If you are listening to this podcast and you know anyone that is going to get married, yep. it should be absolutely, if you're in the, in the Southeastern Conference footprint, it should be absolutely against the law to schedule a from, from Labor, the Saturday before Labor Day until the middle of January. It should be absolutely against the law. No, you can do December. Schedule. December's no. fine. No. What's wrong with the December wedding? No, no December weddings. What's, what's, what, what's wrong Where with the Where are you going to go on your wedding? honeymoon? I don't know. I want to go somewhere tropical, man. Then go somewhere tropical. In December? Where are you going to Australia? Good day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is not about you and, and your fiance. Sure it is. No, it's not. The point is all the other people. Because if it was just about you and your fiance, you could just run to the courthouse whenever the hell you wanted to and go wherever you wanted to go, which is probably what people should do anyway. All right. So my recommendation would be to cancel the wedding. It's it's not too it's not too late. All right. Here's what I would do. And if I had to do it all over again, my wife is going to kick my ass when I get home. All right, so y'all don't, if y'all know my wife, and don't, uh, don't tell her, please. If I had it to do all over again. If Dwight says it's not cold in the Caribbean in December. My, I had a really good offer. I had a great offer, and I didn't take it. Okay. All right, and look, this is a long time ago. I mean, wife been 20 years this year. All right, we just celebrated our 20-year. Congratulations. Three-time world champ over 20 years. Yep. All right. My dad made an offer, says, look. If you will not have a wedding, we'll take the money. We'll put it towards your honeymoon. I paid for the honeymoon. Put it towards your honeymoon and um, towards the down payment on the house. Just go elope. Mm -hmm. Do you know how much weddings cost? Oh, dude. You got, dude, you got two daughters. There will be offers made. Like elope. Just say, hey, just look. Send it all back. Send it all back. Send the invitations out. Hey, guys. Appreciate you. Have a destination wedding. If they really want to come to your wedding, they'll get on a plane and go. The ones that matter, they're going to be there regardless. That's true. Go, go, That's true. Go, go do, like, right now, seriously. <laughs> if your daughter got decided to do a destination wedding, yeah. would you go? I mean, if she wanted me to be there, yeah. Okay, she of wanted course. you to be there. Okay, yeah. You're going to go. I'll it's be there. Saying, the ones that matter, it doesn't, it doesn't, they're good. So if it's that important to get married, just go enjoy your 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 happy time. Go go on a destination wedding, or even better yet, go to the courthouse, get your shit signed, and go get on a plane and go go somewhere else and let everybody else watch football. It should be against the law. I I just don't, I just don't understand how you could look at the schedule and go, that's the day. All right, so my brother in law, three hundred sixty five days on the calendar. Yeah, my brother in law, I divided love him by to death. seven. So that's how many? Fifty? Yeah, fifty two weeks in a year. Fifty two Saturdays. You have fifty. Two Saturdays, and that's the Saturday you pick. Yeah. My brother-in-law Jonathan, who worked in the White House for a couple of different administrations. Yep. Him and his wife Anne Marie, they got married on October the twelfth. Okay. I was at Alabama, so we were playing on the road at Arkansas. So I missed their, I missed their wedding. Um, I missed my son's birthday because he was at their wedding. Everybody's gone, but I'm like. Dude, people were like watching games and stuff, and the of in course, the, and it was a night wedding. What's well, so what I'm saying? So now it, they're happily married, everything's great. But that's the thing; nobody even it's not about that. Nobody's even going to remember your wedding. You know what they're going to remember? What, what the, who won the Alabama Tennessee? They're going to remember. They're going to remember that they had to watch on their phone. They had to watch games while you were doing your vows. You're going to be sitting in that church at five o'clock, 
Alabama's going to have a 20 to 17 lead over Tennessee, 10 minutes to go in the third. And everyone is going to be doing this. Everybody sneaking looks. People go, put that phone down. Turn it, turn it down. And then someone's got, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. And you know, someone's going to go touchdown or something's going to go crazy. That's going to ruin the whole thing. Everybody's going to get mad. Don't get mad at the guy that yells touchdown when, when Alabama makes a play or something. Don't, don't, oh, don't, because you asked for it. You, asked, you for it. asked for this. And then at your, at your rehearsal, I'm sorry, at your, at your reception. Oh, it's when, when the game gets, because it's one of the, what are they going to have the reception of Buffalo Wild Wings? I mean, what are they going to do? Here's what I said. It's one of those things where you're like, oh, look, come on. It'll be fun. Nobody will get upset. Everybody will have a good time. We'll watch the game. Uh-huh. Giggle. Yeah. They, uh-huh. It's easy to say that when you're planning it. That night, when somebody does something, the example I used was Auburn jumps ahead of Ole Miss, and they keep showing the Freeze family in the stands, and people start getting a little irritated, and now they put some vodka or some rum or some bourbon in their system. This thing's got chaos written all over it. Well, I, may be at, I may be at his wedding because I think I'm taking that week off. I think I'm putting in my week's vacation that week. You and I should take that week off, and we should just go to the wedding. We should go to the wedding, live stream from the wedding. <laughs> we, you know how many viewers would have on that live stream? Eight gazillion. Z- no, zero. <laughs> Nobody would be watching on live stream at this guy's wedding. Do we know who it is? Uh, it's, it's Darty in the sip. Yeah, is, is my man name. Dave from Mach 10 Sports says, you should be put in prison if you have a fall wedding. I agree. I think it's criminal. I think, uh, you know, I think it's immediate immediate dismissal, and you should automatically go in the transfer portal. Right now, if you have a fall wedding, it's it it's, that it brings into question your decision. It does. Well, it, it tells me tells me like and, and look, I'm sure Darty's a great. A oh, is great it Darty? Yeah. It's Darty, the guy that's in our stream all the time. That's yeah. who's getting married. Yeah, Darty, what in the fuck are you doing? See, it's, I, I didn't it, know it was him. I told I I. It tells me that like right now, listen, Darty, you hey look, Darty, reach out to me, man. We gotta have a, me and you gotta have a talk. I'll buy you a beer. We can we can get this thing worked out. I, I got to work. Now. No, it's not too late. It it's is too not late. too late, Darty. It is never too late until what day is that? It's October what twenty first? Because I yeah. already put in my my two weeks notice on that on that <laughs> on that weekend. Um, October twenty first. You know what? I was sitting there. Um, I I got I'll repeat it on Monday's show because we'll have a whole new group of people in there. It's so hard for me when I have friends playing each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, he's probably listening right now. So I made a little proclamation. We'll, we'll end on this. Now we got to do punishments quick. Okay. Um, we did a TikTok. My man Cole put our TikTok on uh, where we picked South Alabama to the one that Kane yeah. texted me and you on. Yeah. About picking South Alabama to be the group, uh, group of six winner. And Kane, I'm going, was, Kane was not happy. I'm going to repeat it on Monday because we'll have a. A bunch of audience from that direction. So he's gonna make, he's gonna, you can get make him mad again. No, made Summerall mad, and Summerall in the coach's group oh. thread was passing around the deal. Try, he he it is up in the building. We are, we are bulletin board material for the Troy Trojans. <laughs> My own alma mater. Like how fucked up is that? That I played there, and they're using my, our video as bulletin board material at my own school. Well, I mean, you're turning on your guys. No, I am not. I am not. So we, we might be at that. Here's to the school we love. We're Trojans. Well, I will never turn. We might, we might, uh, we might be at that game. Yeah, I'm going. So, I'm going to mess so with if, him. if 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 we're at that game and Troy wins, I'll be good. Like I, I'm. No, they'll they'll point at you and you'll yeah, be the yeah, reason. Like that that's that hurts my that hurts my soul, man. I do. I go out of my way. I'm so careful 
about that. Like I can't, it bothers me, man. Cause I'm there, you know, I'm not a fan of anybody. I'm friends of, I'm friends of my people. All right. So, so all right, punishments real quick. All right. I got one. I want to run by you. Okay. All right. Actually two. I thought one, we both agreed was kind of funny. Loser has to go spend the night on a weekend at a haunted bed and breakfast. I think that's funny. Okay. I think that so would, you're good with that. that because would you be, that you would live be. in a haunted house, so it doesn't bother you. I will that look, if I'm doing this, by gosh, if I'm doing this, you gotta make some concessions. If I agree that this is part of the deal, you gotta make some concessions. Well, it just depends on what the concessions are. Because I'm telling you right now, I'm I'm low key about this haunted stuff. Uh-huh. Now you know this. There's not many things that that fuck with me. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is one of them. And you know that. All right. All right. Okay. Like to the point I think I'm living with somebody who can see things. I didn't tell you this, did I? No, you have to tell me later. I'll tell you later. We got to go. All right. Well, I guess it's the last show we can do it. But Knox was in the car two days ago. Aaron okay. picked him up from school. Oh, so it's Knox, not Aaron who sees well, things. Well, Knox has seen him before. He's the one that saw him at the old house. Okay. But he's been good for a year, two or three years, right? Okay. She picked him up from school, and they were, dri- and they, they were uh, driving out of the school. And he goes, look, Mommy, look at that kid dressed up in the old-timey clothes. Oh, She's in the car and she's like, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "Look, the kid walking with his granddad, on the on like outside the school, right here, right down the road, cuz, right down the road, next exit." Oh, that's fantastic! All right, and he, she goes, "What are you talking about?" And Aaron looks and she sees a, a granddad with a kid in a normal, just normal school giddy up. She's like, "He's wearing black pants, an old timey shirt, and one of those old timey flat hats. He's walking with the grand the the grandpa." And so she turns turns around, looks at him, and knocks his. He doesn't know. And he's like. He starts wiping his eyes and he goes, Never mind, he's gone. She just keeps on driving. The chills, man. Chills. I'm like, I told Aaron, I said, I can't deal with this, man. Can't deal with it. All right. Oh, I mean, this is so wonderful that no, this is great. This is the this this is I'll take Knox with me. He can let me know if they're in the room. <laughs> <laughs> if Knox Siski ends up having supernatural powers, that is like that is no, the, it's not. I don't that, wish that, that the, on my house. That Do is the not wish that on my practical house. Practical joke on on Tyler. No, it's not. It's not. There's nothing funny about that. All right, and the our last punishment. All right, so if we're <laughs> that's not funny, dude. That shit bothers me, man. Like I, I've got a ghost. Neil, stop, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I don't mess with. I don't mess with heights, ghosts, or sharks. Hey, lady in Caroline's room. See, I'm gonna fall down the steps. You're gonna feel bad. All right. So I'm going to look this way, and just in case something walks across the door, I can't do that. Man. I'm going to see something moving. Y'all, you're messing with me. All right. So um, that's not funny. All right. So we got to put the dog on there, getting chased down by the police dog. That needs to be one oh, of the three. Oh, man. I, I've seen videos. People aren't wearing helmets, dude. You're good. And we got, we've had multiple text messages and emails from actual police departments around the country. Because they want to see somebody like me get hurt. The actual quote was, we'll dress you up and let you catch some dogs. So that, that'll be, we're safe. But the other one I want to do with the police department, if we can get this by, is what if the loser gets uh, tased with oh, a taser? Dude. Like in, like in like the hangover? Shot. Yeah. Shot. Why would you want to do that? You like pain. I do like pain. I'm kind of sadistic like you that. You like pain. I do. I enjoy it. I dislike pain. Well, it won't, it'll be over quick. Think about the show, Neil. Look at all the stuff we're doing for the show. Think about the show, Neil. That's got to be one of them. Well, I will say this. Our friends at Disrupt are uh, already working on some things. So that we might have some options from uh, from them that, okay. we can, that we can look at here in the next uh, week or so. But we got to get it. We'll have to get it. We don't have to have it by the first week. We just have to get the poll done by the first week. Yeah. So we're good. That's all I got today, boss. The Haunted House in Louisiana sounds like a good one. 
All right. I'm telling you, though, dude, just real talk. I also think the flight to some place that you don't know where you're going until you get to the airport and then you have to figure out how to get back is, is, is a good one, too. Yeah. I actually think that's pretty funny. That is funny. I would be, if you, I, that's the one thing that we said that I'd be like, I'm borderline telling y'all to kiss my ass on that one, on the haunted house one. But I'll do it. I don't play that. I, I'm, I'm being dead serious. You think I'm joking. Like, I'm not scared of anything. No, that terrifies the shit out of me. Like I've gotten to where I stopped watching. I'm so scared to watch, you know, like ghost adventures and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I got this thing in my head that if I start watching it, like I start, you know, I think something's going, it's going to conjure that stuff up. I don't play with it. I don't play. All right. So there we go. Remind them about where we can find us on Monday. We'll be at uh, Disrupt Media. Um, I was actually getting ready to, uh, to pull that up right now. Okay. Pull it up. Add that to the, stream we'll post we'll post this everywhere where you follow us um, and if you guys don't mind that are in the stream if y'all can go ahead and go to disrupt media and, and neil is going to post the link again and go ahead and subscribe and, and turn your notifications on you will be notified uh monday when we come on i think tom luganbill is going to be on there monday uh we'll yeah. have uh then a bunch of other shows with uh like you mentioned with brock heward um peter burns um uh, Daniel Jeremiah got a bunch of shows coming on that way. Yeah, everybody who uh, listens to us and doesn't watch, I will get get all that to you on social media as well. We'll we'll push we'll push podcast links out as we have them. I don't have that as we speak right now. I don't think. Let me make sure yeah, that I've not been given that. But we'll follow us on social media. No, we will get it. We'll but we'll both tweet out the link and all that good stuff on social media on Monday, and look forward to a new start, man. It's going to be fun. Uh, be a whole. We'll have a whole new set of listeners. Uh, along with you guys, so make sure we bring in hot in the chat. Um, I'll probably have to explain. Uh, I, I have a whole new set of people to piss off on Monday, along with you guys. Yeah. So Be thanks, to everybody, for being with us. Have a great weekend. We uh, will see you on Monday, we hope. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.